Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I am your host, Marla Martinson, author, matchmaker, energy healer, and tarot slinger. So we tried this uh, podcast a half an hour ago and everything was crackly. It wasn't a good connection. And I have an amazing guest for you, Lori Spagna. And I'm just going to bring her on now so we can see how it sounds. Because if it's not working, then we're just going to reschedule. But let's just see. Hey, Lori. Hey, Marla. Can you hear me okay? How, how does that sound? How does it sound? For me, it sounds I can pretty hear good. The... I don't hear... Okay, good. You don't hear crackling in me. I don't hear too much... I don't think I hear any crackling in your voice either. Or not I do hear voice. some... I do hear some uh, you... crackling. You do? <sighs> Still? I don't yeah. hear you crackling anymore. Well, maybe it won't crackle on this. I wonder. I wonder um, how it sounds to everybody out there. Um, it the, sounds the, a little the, better on my end than before. Like it sounds like just a barely, like from what I can hear from you, it sounds like barely any. So while I'm speaking, how does it sound? Does it, it sound any better? Crackly. Still, sounds a little crackly. Let's see. Well. It's not too bad. Let's try it. So, you guys, Lori Spani is a best-selling author, speaker, ascension guide, multidimensional channel, intuitive energy healer, light worker, starseed, who's transformed the lives of thousands of humans and animals via her channeled ascension guidance and intuition. She does all these cool DNA activations, star code marking activations, and sacred key code key code activations. Ah, oh, I want to find out how to do all this. So, Lori. How did this all happen? What's going on here? <laughs> this is amazing. Well, here's here's how, how really it happened. I will say that our greatest gifts are available to us. They're all available to us, whatever our gifts are. For me, the way it happened was, uh, I'll say, you know, who I was and who compared to what, what, happened, what became of me, you know, through my transformation. I, out of college, I was working, you know, in corporate America, you know, a six-figure slave. I would call myself a good slave. And during that time, the first 20 years out of college, I was really unhappy. I was not doing what I was meant to be doing. I was not living my joy. I was working for money. And so I developed all these unhealthy behaviors. You know, I was excessively drinking and excessively smoking. I was excessively spending. I had six figures in credit card debt. I was you know, all kinds of unhealthy behaviors. So I was going to doctors and they were pumping me up with massive amounts of pharmaceuticals and that threw my thyroid off and my hair was falling out. I was way overweight. I mean, I was drinking so much coffee. I was partying, crazy, right? And not a way to live, but I managed to make it to my six-figure job and slave away for 12 hours or 15 hours a day. 
And this went on for 20 years. And eventually what happened was I had a wake-up call from my brother who passed away unexpectedly from a drug overdose. And after he crossed over, I was getting very clear messages from him where he was basically saying, hey, you have to change the trajectory of your life. What you're doing will lead you down a similar path. So I took that call and I quit my six-figure job and went to follow my dream of helping animals. And I started as a dog trainer. I became a dog trainer. And while I was working as a dog trainer, I started getting messages from the dogs. So I started hearing messages and getting information from them about their humans and about what they were here to do and that they were going to teach me that they're here to help humans, to help humans learn, grow, and evolve. So that's where it all and when started. if and I can just step in here, so I, I, I want to just step in because when you so you were on this like you know work slave thing and all these you know pharmaceuticals and coffee and alcohol. So when you started getting messages from your brother, and then when you started hearing messages from dogs, were you like, what in the hell is going on? What's happening? Or was, I mean, were you shocked? Were you delighted? Were you had you ever been into any of this? spirit communication before have an interest in it or how yeah what was well, your reaction I've, I've I've always been into personal growth and personal change and personal development so I was always on that journey from like as young mm-hmm. as I, I remember being 13 and deciding that I wanted to build up my confidence and I was going to um, do things alone so that I could strengthen my self-confidence like it started as young as I can remember but um, yeah, and I was into stuff like tarot card decks, and I was into, like, the ruins, if you're familiar with those, and I was always mm-hmm. into it, but I wasn't, like, I didn't think I, I didn't know I had these gifts within me. I didn't understand that. It was something that other people had, mm-hmm. in my belief. But yeah. when that started yeah. happening, I was working with it. I was listening, you know. I was listening to my brother. I was reaching to connect him. I would practice it, and I was testing it, you know, I was looking for validation and I was asking like, if this is real, if this is true, please help me to understand, show me this, show me that, like what's possible. So I was diving into it. I didn't just ignore it or treat it like it was a one-time thing because it it was reoccurring. So from there, it really blossomed. Like the first year was the slowest, but I will say within two years of my brother's death and me quitting my job, working with animals and getting rightly aligned within two years, all the cigarettes, the lifetime of smoking two packs a day was gone. All the excessive drinking, that wow. six to eight beers a day, gone forever. I, yeah. I don't touch any of that stuff. I haven't needed or taken a single pharmaceutical drug or over-the-counter drug for well over, I mean, now it's been over 15 years. My dog never needed it either. And I haven't, I, all of the debt was gone within two years. The, the, the yeah. credit card debt was gone within two years. And I mean, it was six figures. I lost 65 pounds of body weight. I got all rightly aligned. I mean, it happened so fast. And that's because I was working with the higher realms of the divine. I got aligned with my own higher self. And it was Mm. a tough time. It wasn't easy. It was a really hard time. Like, I ended up moving to Maui. And I lived in Maui for two years. And I was meditating every day. And I was studying with an incredible teacher, who lived his whole life in the Himalayan mountains um, with those ancient monks and those ancient practices in those mountains that are kept secret. So he knew yeah. everything about like levitation and bilocation, all these concepts that are so foreign to us. He knew how to take energy, the essence of a being, and literally remove it from 
hold it in his hand, the essence of, of me, so that everything I was in the physical world completely collapsed and melted away, but my consciousness remained, me as an individual. So I merged, in a sense, with the non-physical. I call this a near-death experience. He called it a little death because it wasn't like, did you, I mean, did you use any kind of plant medicine or anything? No, or? I never did that. No. Okay. I never did that. Okay. I know people do feel drawn to that. I never, my higher self, my guidance said, you do not need that. That is unnecessary for your trajectory. So, you know, so I what kind of things was talking doing about that, to get you to, yeah, what kind of things, if you can share a little bit. It was all about using energy. It was all about using okay. how to use energy and the consciousness of the mind. And a huge part of it was learning mm-hmm. to still the entire body still everything mm-hmm. in the physical reality while maintaining my uh, awakeness, my uh, being awake and aware. Mm. And that means filling the thoughts. Like I had to do that through the night. And so that was a huge part of it. It was like mastery of all consciousness. And part of that would be was what also added to my transformational experience was I would do it through the night while living in Maui on the, the back porch where I lived overlooking the golf course. And one night in particular, I mean, I, there were ships, you know, starships, spaceships, UFOs, ETs, whatever you want to call them. And I made yeah. connections. By that point, I was already telepathic enough, right? I was already practicing telepathy yeah. with the dogs, with the animals. And I was already, already developing my intuitive and empathic gifts because everything was opening up for me while I was studying with this, this teacher. But what happened was I made contact with this ship. And I telepathically, at that time, knew nothing about what we call ascension or the shift of consciousness or evolution of humanity. I knew nothing about it at that point. I was just learning energy and learning how to transcend my experience and transform it. And I telepathically said to the ship, like, if there's anything I can do, let me know. I'd love to help. Like, I was just ignorant. I did not know or understand anything. But apparently that was enough. And I was teletransported onto the ship, which sounds insane, sounds crazy, but it was a real experience. I was there. It was real. And when I was transported on the ship, they were very interested in my DNA, and they basically activated a lot. They put a lot of codes and what I call downloads and activations related to my DNA and also related to my consciousness, awakening me, shifting me. Okay, question. Question yeah, here. Sorry, um, I'm sure because I, I no, I, I'm asking questions because I just imagine the listeners like having asking this. So we're a lot of times we hear that when people are transported on these ships that it's their astral body that's transported, uh, their spiritual body, not really the physical body. So address that. And when you got up there, were you scared out of your mind, or how did you feel? So those two questions. Okay. So when people say it's their astral body. I understand what that means, and I, for me, that's a fourth-dimensional frequency of the astral plane. This was not the astral plane, nor was it the physical. It was what I call plasma, and I would call it a seventh and eighth-dimensional frequency. So it's mm-hmm. not physical, but it's beyond astral. It's not dream state. It's not 4D. Mm-hmm. It is plasma. So in the higher-dimensional okay. realms, and this is like very um, – evolved conversation here we're having we are non-physical we are light our bodies are light and so right. we call we could call that plasma so they okay. they were able to transport my physicality 
into this higher dimensional state. So when you ask the question, was I afraid? No. Because at that frequency, there really is no fear. It's very peaceful, mm-hmm. loving, neutral. I was more neutral. I would call myself divinely neutral. I was so neutral. What's going on here? What's yeah, happening? so I think people like who, who think that it's crazy when people say they were on a ship, I think maybe they could wrap their heads around it a little more that when they know it's not our physical 3D bodies here going on the ship, it's, it's a part of our light body or, or some other frequency of ourselves going up there, a, a consciousness that's there. Well, what I do right. want to say about that, too, is that in some cases it is, to me, that's a, what we would call a lower dimensional reality. The people who have had real physical experiences, entirely physical, that usually is more fear-based because it's mm. of what we would call a third dimensional reality where those ETs are generally not as benevolent and they were typically okay. more self-serving, so they might be using it for reproductive or for self-serving mm-hmm. practices that's more fear-based. And in those physical experiences that people have had with abductions, I would use the word abduction for that. For mine, I would call a first contact, which was entirely benevolent. Oh, right, because See. some of those, they do the implants in their, in their ear. Right, or they, they do find all kinds implants. of nasty yeah. things. Yeah, yeah all kinds yeah. of nasty okay. things. Mine was not like that. And so, what, which EP so, were they? Do you know where they're from or what they're called, these ones? Yeah, I mean, I would call them intergalactics. They were multiple mm-hmm. species, multiple races, and I would call, I refer to them as my star family. So mm. what I now know, and this took me years to unpack, was that a future version of myself was on that ship. And mm-hmm. that future version braided into, I call myself a braided starseed, into my present version at that time, and braided herself so fully that we united. So all my humans prior to that time, everything that led up to that time, is totally my story as a human. And all of the future version up until wherever I am at this now moment is part of my storyline too and part of who I am. And mm-hmm. so what I understand is that that was a, a benevolent extraterrestrial group that made contact with me, that that was what I call a divine appointment. I was in Maui at that point in time and space for a reason. I made that connection with that group on purpose. It was a star connection to be part of a, a part of, the whole divine plan of shifting humanity and elevating consciousness and helping humans to awaken to our evolutionary journey of where we're going and what we're becoming and how we're transforming. Part of my divine mission. So when you ask, like, where did all of this come from? That's really where it was all birthed. It was all birthed through that storyline I just gave you and through that experience. Wow. And so they were, they were, uh, activating DNA and doing all this DNA stuff and then you came back and then did you so then um, all this because you have so much knowledge and all of this amazing these amazing things that you do was this then you started telepathically learning from them all this how did you attain no what um, happened after that was actually I broke contact I broke contact I was very angry I at first I, I was very freaked out I did not understand 
And when I was back in my physical world, like what happened? I didn't understand any of it. So I, I immediately somehow intuitively broke contact. But even on the ship, I have a very clear part of the experience was where one of the women said, um, you know, do you want to stay? What do you want to do? And I was like, I want to go home. And she was like, good. Because to me, home was earth. So she knew mm -hmm. in that moment she had integrated enough of just the right amount because I was still calling earth home, right? I wasn't resonating as the home of the planetary body that I came from, which was Palladians. I would call that. I would say mm -hmm. I, that was my Palladian family. So part of that was Palladian. So, so anyway, it took me a while, right? Then it, it took me a long time to unpack it. But what was happening was I was seeing codes. I was asking, what are these codes? What is going on within me? And I would always get, like from my own higher self, you'll know when the time comes. And I kept playing mm -hmm. with them. I was writing them down, like, what is this code? What is this? And I was breathing into it and sort of awakening it in myself and playing with it is all I can say. I was playing with it. I was working with it. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing it for myself, I was noticing, like, wow, my body is stronger. I'm so much healthier. I was noticing how much smarter I was getting. I was noticing how I was able to see through and peer into dimensions. I could see angels. I could see I had apparitions. Like, I had an apparition once of Jesus, <laughs> really, like, waving his arm open, and then this portal opened in front of me. But it was like an apparition, right? But I literally mm -hmm. could see angels. I could hear everything talking to me, like all my psychic gifts were coming online. So as I was playing with it, then I was doing it for my animals too. And I was seeing how my animals were getting stronger and like what they were capable of. Then I started giving it to the animals that I was working with, like through volunteer work at, on Maui and through my clients. I was giving it to their animals. I was doing more and more animal communication and then psychic reading and of course, I was getting healing. I mean, I got my Reiki master. I became a Reiki master, and I was doing all kinds of healing. I was just developing these gifts. That's all. That's it. I was playing with yeah. it, mostly just out of inquiry and more kind of like what I would say was for fun and for free because I didn't know what would happen, but I knew that good things were happening. And after yeah. that, I started giving it to my friends, and they were like, astounded they were writing books that they meant to write they were like healing their physical diseases their psychic abilities were coming online and they were like oh my god you have to do this for more people so then I started doing like circles I would do small little I started with manifestation and healing circles and you know it just grew from there just kept growing yeah that's where it all started and and wow this this is interesting because I think some are all of us connected to a star family. Well, so this is where what's linked in the DNA. Let me explain this. Right now, okay. most humans, the vast majority of humans, are operating on two active strands of DNA. Right, that's what most humans believe. They have two active strands of DNA, and I say that those strands are basically corrupted. And the reason I call them corrupted is because in there we have aging, we have sickness, we have illness, we have all kinds of beliefs and belief systems that are kind of programmed in there, like blueprints, like poverty, lack, fear, illness, you know, on and on, you know, hatred, anger. We have suicidal tendencies in there, death programs. Like if you smoke, you have a death program running. If you take drugs, mm -hmm. if you have any form of addiction, there's suicidal programs in there, self in the willingness to inflict self-harm, like that's all corrupted in the DNA. 
And that needs to be clear. That's why so many addictions are so, that's part of why they're so hard to quit because there's unconscious programming in the DNA that can be cleared out. Of course, Western science does not really understand this. But but we're starting to have incredible teachers. For example, Bruce Lipton is a great example who's studying and teaching epigenetics, and we're starting Mm -hmm. to learn about this. But that's the first two strands. And most humans, that's how they're operating, basically. It's all unconscious wiring, basically, in their genetics that they can change if they learn how. Now, once we start getting into the non-physical realm and we start exploring the non-physical, we have access to more unconscious DNA. So your third and fourth strands, it's where you start getting in touch with the non-physical. You start opening and accessing your ability to, to be more psychic and telepathic, to work with angels and to consider your mindset shifts and to consider how to manage your own mind, your own emotions, your own energy field. You start expanding into that realm. You might be interested in tarot card more or, you know, angel cards or oracle cards and ghosts and yes, you're certainly going to face entities and potentially demonics in that realm too, because that's the non-physical realm. It's just everything. But as you do, you can start activating those other strands. And of course, in there to get through to even beyond that, you really have to activate deep compassion, compassion and care, and start to get into the ability to access your heart center. That's when you can Mm -hmm. move on to the other strands that are beyond there. We have at least 12 strands in the physical world that are dormant. When we start waking, waking up those strands of DNA, that is where all of these gifts are. And the reason I have them is because these gifts have been activated in me because I've been working with it. But everybody has gifts. Everybody has <laughs> this potential in their DNA and in their own unconscious. And everybody has aspects. So we all have connection to star family races different and unique to each of us and a lot of it overlapping as well. And it's stored in our dormant DNA beyond the first five strands, I would say. Well, I have a, so yeah, so I have a question here. So I've been, um, I do do plant medicine journeys with psilocybin and um, uh, it's been clearing out past lives, recalibrating my nervous system and everything. It's been the best thing for me. Now, after about the eighth, journey they're spread out over a year I started I was laying there and and I do it with somebody that's guiding me um uh but I started channeling the Pleiades well they said uh Mm -hmm. we are they just started I just started doing all these um hand movements these and I I -hmm. I was doing these hands and I could I just did they just started happening and then they started talking I started talking and they said we are off-planet guides we are here to, um, you know, and saying that I, that I, they had put me here to be a healer, that I had had some uh, block, people, something was, someone was blocking my gifts and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. astounding. I was like, oh, my yes. God, I was channeling. And then I asked my guide, you know, my spiritual guide, who was that? And he said, the Pleiades. And then the next mm-hmm. journey, they came through again. Now I'm mm-hmm. trying to, and I go on the board like our friend Karen Dahlman, and I had gotten a year prior, I had gotten a name, Chalderon, a guide from Pleiades, and I, I had written that down, and I saw it, and I remembered it. And um, so that was amazing. That was so cool. And I yeah. do all the tarot readings and this and that. So now I'm kind of connected with them, but I want to 
connect outside of the plant medicine journeys. So if you could speak to that and then how can we activate that and how, or how can you help us? What do you offer to do that, you know, just so people who want to activate the DNA strands and connect with our star family? Yeah. Well, here's what I want to say. Um, I know for some people plant medicine really works, so I have no judgment or opinion about it in that sense of right or wrong or good or bad. I think it's really important for people to navigate their own way and find what's right for them. So if it's worked for you, that's great. Um, I know for me that that was definitely a clear no, that my stuff was meant to be entirely pure and not like no interference because plant medicine is basically what I would say a fourth dimensional frequency in a sense. It's a third and it, it overlaps with the mystical realm. So what that means mm-hmm. is it's not the highest, clearest, purest frequency to traverse, in mm-hmm. my opinion. It's a, okay. of a lower dimensional construct. And I, I was always guided and told, you're just going to go straight to the highest, clearest, purest. And so for me, that, that's right for me. But I understand it doesn't, it, it, everyone chooses their journey, what works. What I will right, say and then we that, can't continue. I can't continue doing it all the time. So I mean, I want to do it like you did for the other right, way. Right, it's a so, perfect example. Most people, because if something yeah. has a limitation, that means the limitation is on you. It can only take you so far, right. and that's exactly like what you're saying. So, from my perspective, that's anytime there's a limitation in something, it's not the highest, clearest, purest. So. I mean, what I, I know what I do is I do DNA activations for people on a regular basis. Like the next one is 444, April 4th, because that's a triple portal. So this year, 2020, is one. a four. Oh, awesome, Marla. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what happens when I do these is the group that gathers for the call, it's a webinar, okay. and it's typically about two hours. The group that gathers brings in their team, their higher benevolence, and I'm always leading with my higher benevolence and my star family, of course, and I do pre-work for the call. But whoever comes in for that call, our group and our higher consciousness is basically communicating to me, here's what this group needs. What Everything we do is what's for the benefit of all, the greater good or the highest and most benevolent best of all, with harm to none and zero debt incurred. And you always have to understand it's zero debt incurred because a lot of these ETs, there's debt incurred. If they're benefiting at your expense, there's a debt incurred. If someone benefits to the harm or detriment of another, there's a debt, and I mean like a karmic debt incurred. Our future does not include karmic debt, but we are working through that on planet Earth. Many of us have been liberated from it. Others of us are still working through it. And regardless of where we are on our journey, my job is to make sure zero debt is incurred. So when we do these activations, that's our guiding force. And we're working with our team of our higher self, our benevolence, what's right for us. I'm downloaded and, and told in advance by the team because I'm working with the non-physical what activations we will be given. And typically I work with those activations for sometimes months, sometimes years in advance. So, for example, everyone always gets like, we get, some of them are coming from our star family races, but some of them are also coming from the sun, the solaris is always activating light codes in us. Um, we get angels who bring forward codes. We get, um, we certainly get ascended masters who come forward and it's cha- there's channeling in there. Like I go into full on channel 
direct channel about what's going on on earth, what's ahead, you know, how to prepare, whatever we need to know or whatever guidance comes through. We have divine goddesses, Kuan Yin, Mother Mary. I mean, I have the whole team, like a divine entourage, animals, the animals come in. Like the animal kingdom has so much to teach us and offer us. Recently, we've been getting tons of stuff from the cows about self-love, self-parenting, because the cows see themselves as the best parents on earth. They see themselves and perceive themselves as the ultimate mothers on earth. Of course, Mother Earth herself (laughs) is the ultimate mother, really. She comes in, Gaia, she has consciousness. She's come in (laughs) and she's communicated how she knows every footprint that walks on earth. She knows every one of us individually. Astonishing. So all of this stuff comes in. It's always really what shows up for the group who's participating. Those are the live ones. Then also on my website, there's a whole package of every one of the um, activations we've ever done up until uh, 2019. So you can buy the whole package of the whole history of them. And then if we we do these, we're there and this is online and we're listening to your voice, we're receiving and and this, uh, so that people can understand, this will uh, activate our DNA. What, What it I yeah, mean, here's, because here's people why. might think here's I why. have to be in person. Okay. Yeah, that's not true. What What's happening is we're working with the non-physical realm of our divine okay. team. And that higher realm, especially God, source, creator, God, is omnipotent and omnipresent. It is omniscient. So it's never limited to time or space. My role is to be an effective translator an effective facilitator to let whatever I'm supposed to do as I am told and guided, but as I am told and guided, all of it is infinite. So in other words, it's not limited to time or space. This goes beyond what we've learned in the physical world. This is like, it's asking us to level up to become more than we've ever known ourselves to be. So the average skeptic who only has two strands of DNA is going to just dismiss this and say it's crazy or insane. Or, and I know those yeah. people aren't listening to your call, right? They, they don't show up for right. the call. <laughs> but, but typically, those people right now, those kinds of people are stuck in some fear-based reality where there's a crazy virus going on and they might die tomorrow. That's their paradigm. Yeah. Our paradigm is we're waking up. We become, listen, do you know how many times I've downloaded and activated imperviousness and immunity for people throughout the DNA? Those people are not getting sick right now. My community right who's doing this is like, we're here to be the peace. We're here to help now, help people through this time, but we are all good. We are fine. Yeah. Everything is good, well, fine, and divine in our reality. We just have great compassion and care, and to whatever extent we can help those who are suffering, certainly that is our desire. So that's what we're doing. We're just activating and awakening those codes in us. Like one of the codes in us is, and this is such an easy one, it's the original divine blueprint. The original divine blueprint, like your thumbprint, there's multiple original divine blueprints in the DNA. One of them is like your thumbprint. It's uniquely yours. So when you get your original divine blueprint uniquely activated, it doesn't have any sickness in it or illness. It doesn't, it doesn't have a container for fear or anxiety or worry. Once it gets activated, this stuff starts getting awakened in you. Your divinity starts. It's, it's like a domino effect. It starts awakening other things in you automatically, including your ideal and optimal state of health and well-being and restoration of your inner knowing that you will never die, that you're an eternal being, and that you have all these gifts within you and even greater. 
That's just one. Then there's subcollectives too. There's collectives and subcollectives of the DNA blueprint too. Like you know, for for our potential for because in the DNA, of course, is the solution for every issue that humanity and has the, ever or will ever face. And the original divine blueprint is that uh, uh, physical what's in us, our our DNA, or is this energetic DNA that we're awakening? So here's what we want to understand. Everything that is activated by enough humans on earth is physical because we take it from the non-physical and we bring it into the physical. However, at the same time, this is like the paradox of reality. It's lying dormant like a blueprint in your DNA. And the moment you as a witness and you in your consciousness start to read that blueprint, and the way you read it is someone like me is like, oh, this blueprint is there. It's in you. And you go, wow, yeah, that's in me. That resonates. That's totally true. I want that. And then someone like me who's able to hold the, higher, the highest, clearest, purest frequency, which is the divine, that I can hold, up-levels you through your frequency, through frequency match, your vibrational shift changes, the blueprint is read, and it gets activated. This is what's happening. Oh, okay. This is what I'm okay. doing. But I'm using my yeah. connection to all these guys and the teachers, the masters, and my own frequency. And, yes, there's a lot of training that goes. I didn't learn this overnight. It's not a pill. I've been doing this for over 15 years now. You know, right. it's like it's just that's not part of my role to facilitate and to help humans with that. That's just part of my role. But it's in you, and it's up to you to start. Your free will will always. You hear me on all these calls. Your free will must give consent. So if you hear something and you're like, I don't want that, which nobody ever does to the best of my knowledge because it's all good. <laughs> but if you said, I don't want that, that your free will would override it. You wouldn't get it. Or if you were sitting there like, this is all BS, your free will would override it. You wouldn't receive it. So you do have to be willing. This is- you, have to ha- you have to show up willing. But, I mean, that's part of the group, right? When the group comes on and we're doing it or when you show up and you buy a package, for example, with all those, your willingness, I set people up for success with that. I really do. I feel like I'm really good at that, at orchestrating for them to receive the maximum benefits. And, you know, we make sure we're using certain languaging, you know, like zero debt incurred, for example. That makes sure right. you're not going to be harmed with harm to none. We're, we're unifying in our collective intention and we're making it so. So, yeah, I mean, that's a huge part. That's a huge part of what I do. It really is beautiful. It's amazing because I have so many clients who are just having such incredible and astounding results. And I just, I do have to emphasize, it's not like a pill. It's not an overnight process. Pill and call me in the morning. But that said, the benefits do start pretty much right away. Even if the first benefit is, wow, I feel more peaceful. I feel more relaxed. That's typically the first benefit. I feel like more love, like what was bothering me a minute ago doesn't bother me. I suddenly am over my trauma, you know, like you get over your traumas and your, all your wounded aspects and you're, you're able to rise above all the pain and suffering that you thought you could never get over, you know, or for some people. So you do your, your webinar, you do your webinars, you have your books, and then you take uh, one-on-one clients, correct? I do, I do take one-on-one clients, but I'm very um, particular because my role is to work with those who really, really want to advance in a very accelerated way. 
And some people don't want that. They really don't. And I understand that. Some people just want a better life. That's great, too. That works. This work works for you if you just want a better life. But for one-on-one clients, I really only take those who truly want to advance in a very accelerated way because they will. And that their commitment is to their spiritual advancement and evolution into their journey. So that's, that's the kind of one-on-ones I work with. But I will say what I love doing is retreats. Like, for example, mm-hmm. in September of this year, I'm leading a group. This will be our third year of doing this to Arkansas. And we go and we mm-hmm. work with the crystals in the inner earth. We dig for crystals. Yeah. We learn how to communicate telepathically with the crystals because the crystals are timekeepers and record keepers. And they're storing up information from our future versions of us our star family races. So when we learn to communicate, plus they do, they have, they have records of the true history of Earth. So because everything we've been told about our history basically is not true. We've, we've lied to ourselves and we've kept ourselves in this bubble of misinformation, disinformation, and, you know, deceit and denial. So part of the awakening journey is remembering, huge part, it's remembering. And these crystals are storing up records in containers of information. So we learn how to communicate with them telepathically. We learn how to use them for healing because the crystals hold the highest frequency vibration on earth of anything in the physical world. So elevate your frequency. Of course, they help us to activate DNA. I've learned so much from the crystals. They will help us with guidance and insight because they are a crystal clear container. They help us with healing. So we learn all of that, plus we have incredible camaraderie and friendship. We swim in the crystal waters. We bathe in the lake. Mm. We are together like it's, a, it's like all day. We're in these beautiful retreat cabins on the crystal river, swimming in the river every day, doing activations, clearings, working with the crystals, digging. It's so much fun. It's so social. It's definitely sacred communion and reunion because the crystals call the group that's meant to be. I will tell you, last year's uh, retreat was the best year of my life, week of my of my year, and certainly beautiful. these retreats are just so good. So yeah, I love doing that. I do retreats and I help people to reconnect and, and remember. And how do you think, yeah. think the crystals feel about being dug out of the earth? You know, they, they, there's big, huge excavations of these crystals to sell. How do you? Yeah. Do you have any idea? Well, what, what I know about the crystals is their job is to disperse all over the earth. They are stored mm-hmm. primarily along that strip uh, from in North America along um, Arkansas down to Brazil, that, that vertical strip there. They're contained and they're kept sacred and safe in those areas. But their job is to disperse because they form crystalline grids around the earth, which we know as a 5D grid, which as they are dispersed, especially this is part of what we learn in the retreat, we learn how to do grid work and how to work with the crystals, plant in certain spots on the earth to elevate the, heat, the consciousness of humanity and to assist earth in the healing. So yeah, it's one thing there's to a take lot of crystals. crystals from Brazil. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. It's one thing to take crystals and to kind of like abuse them. It's another thing to take yeah. them for sacred practice. And the crystals right. love doing their work. They have a mission here, too. So when we're mm-hmm. doing it in a sacred way, the way we do it and the way we use them and the way we work with them for healing and for right. crystal grid work, we drop them in oceans and waters. Mm-hmm. I have dropped crystals everywhere I've gone with a sacred prayer and sacred ritual. This is what we go over and what we learn on the retreat. 
And um, from what I know, the crystals love that. That is a totally different thing from being like ripped yeah. up, torn up, abused, and you know, mismanaged, right. misused. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. makes oh, sense. That's amazing. And then you work, you you do, you even have a book about the animals, and you talked about um, the cows being the great, such wonderful mothers. Now, but for me, I'm very, I'm plant based, and and the cows don't get a chance to be a mother because they're raised for milk and food, and the babies are taken away from them immediately. Yeah. You know, to the boys are taken to be raised as veal, and the girls are, you know, so it's these poor cows are crying for their babies, and so anyway, it's just a, a, a horrible yeah. Thing. Well, well and, this is the whole thing. Yeah. The animals have so much to teach us. Cows yeah. are trying their best to teach us about mothering, parenting, healing the, the wounded child because they carry that wound, of course. And yeah. they are trying to, to teach us. And they're trying to at least teach us to treat them with more consciousness and sentience and compassion and love. And things are shifting in the farming agricultural world. We, we do see some shifts happening. At least there's an awareness about steroids and 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 free range and grass fed and you know eliminating the artificial hormones so so it's it's shifting and it's our job i believe to continue to hold the frequency so that shift can continue to happen in a more accelerated way and for the betterment of all for the good of all so i i i love working with the animals and the animal consciousness the animal kingdom they have so much to teach us and so much to share with us. They have so much more wisdom than we realize. Our small, left analytical human brain just has not been aware of, of how much right. they know and how more heart-centered and heart-based and what higher frequency, how much wiser they are because mm-hmm. they, they are using more of their right brain overall. They are using their left and right brain in a more balanced way and they are certainly using more of their heart magnetic field than in their heart brain than we have been using. We're just learning how to use that. So I, I also, I do not eat animal meat for the most part at all. I, I don't eat any cow meat at all. However, I understand that in order to make the change, I'm, I'm not, it's not for me to judge another human being who's carrying something in their DNA from a reptilian program that says I need meat to survive. What I would rather Mm -hmm. do is educate them that they can clear that out of the DNA and replace it with how much they love plant. Like you can completely change your blueprint to shift your body from needing cow or dead animal to live. You can change that because that's coded in the DNA. That's reptilian coding from reptilian ancestors. And uh-huh. most of our star family races who are benevolent do not require animals to survive or thrive. And right. that's just a structure change in the DNA. And your body can survive and thrive on, on breath. I mean, I'm a breatharian and on sun. And when we start learning and activating our DNA and our dormant knowing, we're not going to need that agriculture in the same way. But there's a resistance. In, in the way we, we have to change our consciousness so in the meantime let's just at least treat these animals with the love and compassion and the dignity and the honor and the respect that they deserve as living sentient beings so that we can become a more yes. compassionate planet 
Like that's part of that, how that change happens in evolution, you know. But the change is that all of that's within us, DNA. I mean, I read, I cleared that DNA out of me, so I don't, I don't need that. I love beans. Like I'm a bean. I guess I cleared that out of me too. You know? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. It's very easy to clear it out yeah. when you're willing. When you're willing, yeah. when you decide. Right. So. Uh, anyway, this yeah. has been such this has such been a, such an amazing conversation. Um, and oh, I'm people, so glad. everybody, me too. yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to have to have you back because there's so much more to talk about. I'm excited to be in your uh, webinar April 4th. And you guys, if you want yeah. to, um, yeah, your website is hooked up at uh, back at Blog Talk Radio, but it's Lori Spagna, S P A G N A dot com. And there's so yeah. many great and things P there. Like Peter. Yeah, yeah. Stuff on Amazon. Like Peter, Peter A G. Can I give your, your listeners a gift that I think they would yep. love? Yes. Okay, good. So for I'll, I'll give a couple of them. For listeners who would love to sample out a kind of a generic DNA activation, it's not the most potent, but it's a nice sample of what it's like, they can go to lorispania.com forward slash free gifts forward slash DNA, and they'll get added to the community, and they'll get um, a DNA activation, put the class about it, activating the DNA, why it's important, how to do it. And then for people who are animal lovers, um, who have animals and really would like to work with their animals and learn more about communication with animals and telepathy, et cetera, they can go to lorispania.com forward slash free gifts forward slash animals. It's really content-rich gifts. It's not like just a PDF. It's great stuff, full classes and great stuff. And, yeah, I'll just spell it again. It's L-O-R-I, S as in Sam, P as in Peter, A-G-N-A. There's one last kind of free gift I'll give people, and that's for people who resonate as star seeds, and they want to know more about their star family races and what I call the indigo family tribes. Um, and then they, for that, they can go to lorispania.com forward slash free gifts, forward slash star seed. And they'll get a class and an ebook on that, and they'll, they'll get to enjoy that as well. So, yeah. That I want to so thank cool. you, Marla. Yeah, All thank right, you so great. much for having me. Yeah, I'm so You're grateful welcome. to know you. Yeah. <laughs> me too, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Much love. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.